Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the impact that going to bed together has on your marriage. And we want you to think about this quote that we found on Country Thing. It says, the moment when he rolls over, puts his arm around me, and pulls me closer in his sleep. I like that. We're going to be talking about that and just the intimacy that comes from going to bed together in today's show. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, this week's hug is sponsored by One Extraordinary Marriage's 7 Days of Sex Challenge Total Package. And you can find that at 7daysofsexchallenge.com. Because the truth is that so many couples are struggling with how or when to make sexual intimacy happen. It's time to get the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. This package includes the seven days of sex challenge, ebook, audiobook, and Kindle version, along with seven, seven, four other bonuses. Talking about the seven days of sex challenge. I got seven on the mind. It's exactly what you need to jumpstart the sexual intimacy in your marriage. These resources guys have literally helped thousands of couples around the world to deepen their sexual intimacy. So make sure to pick yours up today at www.7daysofsexchallenge.com. And this week's hug, it comes from an email that I received from one of my coaching clients. And it starts off with a giant in all caps, we did it. Which we haven't had and read in a while. So for those of you who don't know what a we did it is, is when we, when you complete a seven days of sex challenge, we love it when you send in an email to us and you can do that at info at com. Subject line, we did it. Mm-hmm. And tell us the experience you had in doing your seven days of sex challenge. Absolutely. So we did it. We just completed the third try of the Mm. seven days of sex challenge. And I'm so glad that she said that at the beginning, this is a wife um, who wrote in because sometimes it doesn't always work the first or second time. And she goes on to say, she goes, here's how it all worked. The first time we tried it, we didn't make it. I still had intimacy issues from not forgiving my husband yet. Mm. So we didn't make it past day five. The second time was after forgiveness, but it was still just okay. We did make it all seven days. It wasn't amazing though, because honestly, it felt like a to-do list item. Mm -hmm. Like we had to do it just to see if we could. It was more of a sport instead of a connection to intimacy. I guess, yeah, we've been there. I guess we still didn't quite get the idea yet. This time was the charm. We didn't actually start out the week saying we were going to do the challenge. It wasn't until day four that I realized we were four days in and we should try and go for seven. (laughs) Approach this to my husband. At first, he didn't want to, but I can't remember why. I knew we could make it. I didn't press it. Okay, that's a huge key right there. She didn't press it, right? Because she goes, I wanted to give him space and not go to bed upset after the great night we just had, right? Why pick a fight if you don't need to? Mm -hmm. She's like, Day five, it happened to be my day to initiate. Okay, a little intimacy lifestyle going on there. It's her day. So we've already done four. It's her day to initiate. She's going to go for it. And she says, and I did. That is when I brought up the challenge again and asked if we could finish it. 
He agreed without hesitation. Yay! So we did it. We finished the seven days and it was fun, intimate, and really sweet. We talked about the challenges this morning and my husband noticed something very interesting. He said that it seems as if the challenges we have as if the challenges have been a thermometer for our marriage, telling us the temperature of where we are. And not surprisingly, the challenge has been better with each try because we've become more intimate with each round. And that means intimacy in all areas, not just our sexual intimacy. Mm. God is seriously healing our relationship. It's just such a blessing to be married to my husband. I love him so much. Again, I say thank you for being a light and a tool God has used to help us. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love when seven days of sex challenge, we get those we did. It's because truly it's amazing. And yes, there are going to be challenges. And yes, you may not make it, you know, like this couple, you may not make it completely there the third time. And yet, what do we always talk about on this show? Intentionality Mm -hmm. and taking action. And through those two things, we grow. Well, and I, I, one other key takeaway here is that they didn't just grow in their sexual intimacy. Mm-mm. She's very specific in here when she says intimacy in all areas. Right. And I've been coaching this couple um, for a number of months now. And so I've seen them grow and I've seen the transformation through our coaching together. And I know that this wasn't just a, a, you know, a seven days of sex challenge for the two of them. They have gone deeper in all of the different intimacies that we've been talking about this year. But... You know, part of what made them successful in this challenge was that they had to make a decision to do something that we're finding a lot of couples just aren't doing, right? We've been hearing more and more that couples are not going to bed together, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's taking one of two forms. Um, yeah, and I just want to say at the outset, we're not talking to those of you that are doing shift work so like you're going to bed as he's going to work or vice versa, or those of you that are long distance, we understand you simply can't go to bed together, right? We're talking about those of you who are at home together, but who are choosing not to go to bed at the same time or go to bed together. And, and what we mean by this is, you know, somebody is saying, you know what, I, I'm going to stay up a little later, right? And then it's, you know, maybe that's to watch TV or to play video games or get some work done or, or whatever. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm not ready for bed. I'm just going to stay up. Mm-hmm. And, and this happens in our marriage. Oh, sure. Very, very much so. With a teenage son in the house, he and I love our, our evenings. And, and this is really interesting because TV's never been a big thing for me other than college football. I love my college football. As as our oldest has gone into his teenage years, he's a big football player, lacrosse guy, loves his basketball. Sports Center becomes a, an evening ritual for he mm-hmm. and I. And there have been nights, we're going to talk into this, but just leading up to that, there have been nights where Lisa's like, I'm going to bed. Are you coming? And I'm sitting there going, "Mm, I'm watching. Bonding with my son. I'm watching SportsCenter. So there there is going to be this ebb and flow we're going to talk about that you need to be thinking about in your own life, in your own marriage when it comes to this topic. And so, you know, that's the first part of couples not going to bed together, right? Or we're going to bed at different times. The second one is those of you that are choosing not to even sleep in the same bedroom, right? You're not even going to bed together in the same place, right? And, you know, I've talked to couples where, you know, this is due to, you know, horrible snoring or restless leg syndrome or somebody's got hot flashes or, you know, whatever it is, you're just like, I need my space. I can't sleep in the same bed with you. And and then all of a sudden, but not so all of a sudden, couples start to notice this disconnect. Well, one of our longtime listeners and one of the guys in the one family I remember him sharing just having some 
surgeries done. The medical need, uh, medical yeah. issues, yeah. The medical issues. And then that leads to, hey, I, I need to sleep on the lazy boy. Mm-hmm. And then that leads into, well, now she's in the bedroom. I'm on the lazy boy. I can't get up the stairs or, or whatever it may be. So there's other, there's other things that happen as well. And that disconnect, it starts to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. Be, I actually, I talked to a woman the other day. She, due to you know a number of different factors, she and her husband haven't slept in the same bedroom for almost a decade. Because that's a long time to be married and not sleeping in the same place, right? And, and what are the other ramifications about that? Because when the two of you aren't sleeping in the same bedroom, it does impact your marriage, right? We're busy enough, and and you know, you ask anybody how their days are going or what they've got going on, and they will rattle off all of the things that are fighting for their attention. Jobs, kids, volunteering, you know, we, we've got to run here and there and do all this kind of stuff. And then we get to the end of the day, and we're exhausted, understandably so. But we're vegging out, but we're not vegging out with our spouses, right? We're not going to bed with our spouses. And you miss out on some really important things, when the two of you don't go to bed together, right? And, and I started compiling a list. I'm going to share it with you here in a second. But, I, you know, for us, it's become just habit, right? We go to bed together. But I started thinking, what do couples, what do they really miss out on? And, you know, you miss out on the cuddles before falling asleep. When you're in that like half awake, half asleep place. And, you know, like I read in that quote at the start of the show, you just have that arm thrown around you or the leg that comes over mm-hmm. you or just that like little squeeze. Right. And we have, we have an excellent post and I'll put a link here into the show notes, or you can go right over to the website and just in the search, um, just type in cuddling, mm-hmm. but it's six benefits of cuddling with your spouse. And it's amazing the benefits that happen in this time frame, even if we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I'll put it in show notes or come over to the website and just search cuddling. You know, another thing you miss out on, whether you're not going to bed at the same time, or you're not sleeping in the same room are those conversations that happen mm-hmm. at night. You know, for those of you that still have kids in the house, your bedroom may be the only place where it can just be the two of you. Right. And so going to bed at the same time, gives you the opportunity to just decompress, gives you an opportunity to just, you know, talk about the successes that you're having or the challenges that you're facing. And you miss out on that. And you may need to turn or take out all the electronics in your room mm. so you can have that time. Right. And, and for those of you that are empty nesters, you know, because a lot of times people are like, okay, the bathroom's a nice retreat or escape from the kids. For those of you that are empty nesters, this still applies right? You may not have kids in the house, but that time when the two of you connect in sort of that sleepy phase of the day, that's so critical, right? That's where those conversations come. That's where that connection comes. Some of you are missing out on the random spooning that happens in the middle of the night. Tony and I will cuddle as we're falling asleep. That lasts for probably 47 seconds. And then we have an Eastern King. So our bed is very wide and we like retreat to our other sides, mm-hmm. right? But throughout the night, our body is still communicating. And Tony, he, he made this comment as I was, we were talking earlier in the week about what the show was going to be. And, and Tony says, it's like we have this amazing nonverbal conversation with our bodies while we're sleeping. And I, you know, I like stood there. Even this past week where Elisa, her right hip's been hurting her and mm-hmm. ailing her. Same with me. I, I just, my, my hip and shoulder has been aching a bit and yet during that evening time 
when we are sleeping, being able to just have those little touches, those little times where we do cuddle up. Now, years ago, and, and there was a progression in our marriage. We've been t- married 20 years. For those of you who are just jumping on and, and, and joining us, we've been married 20 years. There's been a progression. We started out in a twin bed. There wasn't much room to move away from each other. We, we honestly, and this is, again, our younger years we met uh, in our early 20s, there was no room to scoot away from each other. We we cuddled almost all night. If Elisa flipped, well, we I had, had to. to. Yeah. I had to yeah. flip. You know, so we went from there to I think a double on the floor to a queen size bed. And then we've had the the Eastern King now for I think close to 10 years or more at this point. But there is that those times when you are just touching each other when you when you don't even realize it and how much it it means to that connection. Absolutely. And we need connection, mm-hmm. right? We're a world that because of all the technology and everything that we have, we are desperate for personal connection and, and most especially with our spouses, right? The person that we say I do to is the person that we need to have the deepest connection with. And in all honesty, guys, you need to be seeking out every opportunity to have that connection. Because another thing that you miss when you don't sleep together or you're not going to bed at the same time is spontaneous sex. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, Sometimes it's not always planned. Or if you are doing the intimacy lifestyle, you know, and somebody's like, hey, want to go to bed? And you're like, no, I'm going to stay up late. The person whose day it is to initiate that just said, hey, want to go to bed is thinking, this is my window. Why are you staying up late? Why are you watching TV? Why are you playing video games? Why is SportsCenter so important tonight? Right? Or when you're in separate bedrooms, guess what? Your intentionality level has to get a lot more specific about when you're going to have sex because now you're not even in the same room, right? And so if you're not being intentional about that, then you're missing out. And I will tell you, I hear from lots and lots of couples who, because they are sleeping in separate rooms, have this huge disconnect and they're like, we hardly ever have sex. I'm like, well, you know, it does help to be in the same, you know, the same room. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to have sex with someone when you're in the same room with them. Just saying Right. And so you, we've got to be looking at all these different things. And, and I'll tell you, and some of you are going to like totally roll your eyes when I say this, but you miss out on that early morning snuggle when your hair is a mess and you've got morning breath. And, you know, sometimes you just roll over because you're the first one up and you look at your spouse and you're just like, I can't believe I've got such an amazing gift. And sometimes you're the one that opens your eyes only to have somebody else staring at you, your spouse, because they're like, I can't believe I have such a gift. And you're like, whoa, your face is really close. But seeing each other in that really vulnerable state of like waking up together, right? Because you're, you're doing life together, right? That's, that's what going to bed together is about. It's about doing life together. It's about having this connection, and, you know, if, if one of you is staying up really late and then getting up late, you're missing out on that, right? And I'm not saying that every couple is completely, in, I mean, like our schedules are not always completely in sync. I typically Monday through Friday get up earlier than Tony does. But yeah, Tony's, yeah. Tony's rolling his eyes. I get up a little bit earlier than you do. Yeah. Um, not a lot, but a little bit. And, but Saturdays and Sundays, that's our time. Actually, we kind of like back that into Friday too because come Friday, I'm tired. And so I'm like, eh, I'm going to sleep in a little bit later. But that time going to bed, it starts with going to bed together. Like we've never been the couple that has been like, you're sleeping on the couch, 
right? The only time one of us sleeps on the couch is when we're not feeling well. And then it's just like a mercy for the other person. Like I'm not going to cough in the bed all night, Mm -hmm. but it's never been like, you have to get out of the bedroom. Why? Because this, this connection, this nonverbal connection and communication that Tony and I have matters. It's like one of my favorite parts of the time of day. And I don't even have to say a word, right? So for those of you that don't like to use a lot of words, good grief, go to bed together. You don't have to use words. You can just like throw an arm over. You can throw a foot out, right? Like playing footsie in bed. And and I also want to just bring up, we mentioned the spontaneous sex part. The majority of this, honestly, folks, is non-physical. It's non-sexual. I I shouldn't say non-physical. It's Mm non-sexual, right? The majority of this is that we are just connecting. Our bodies are meant to be together. We came together as two and we are now one. This is an area that we, we tend to brush over, but sleeping, it takes up, you know, what, a third of our day? Give or take. Right? And here it is we have the ability to take up that time or use that time wisely to connect with our spouse. And so it's, it's vital to understand that if you're spending more time away and out of your bedroom, that's good. Then we need to be thinking about, okay, there's a disruption in the connection Mm -hmm. that we're having. The line's been cut. And if your internet gets turned off right now, you're calling your internet provider and going, what's going on? Right? Like, get me hooked up. So for you, it's time to go, the line's cut. Uh, we, we need to get hooked up. We need, right. to get, we need to get back online. That's so good. And, and we want to share some specific things that you can do to make a change in this one area this week. And But before I do that, I just want to remind you, to make sure that you pick up the seven days of sex challenge total package bundle, because this is going to give you a reason to go to bed together, Mm -hmm. right? Just like that couple, I read their hug at the beginning, right? All of a sudden it's not this to do list item, but it's something that they are choosing to do to bring them closer together. So don't miss out on the opportunity to get this, go to seven days of sex challenge.com because really if you have a reason to go to bed together, it might be a little bit more motivating to do so. Mm. So, as you go into this week, right, you've been listening to the show and you're thinking, hmm, what does this look like in our marriage? This is the week to have a conversation about how the two of you go to sleep or go to bed together, right? Do you do it regularly? Do you, do you tend to be the, one of those couples that goes to bed regularly? If so, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If not, it's time to have that conversation, right? Because some of you are thinking, well, it's no big deal if you know, like I'm, I'm the night owl. I have a client husband who, when we first started working, he's like, I'm the night owl. Right. And he did not realize that this, so here's a guy who is separated from his wife, right? One of my coaching clients, he's separated from his wife. And as we're talking about the dynamic in their marriage, this came up, right? I'm the night owl. I would routinely go to bed after she did, right? She'd be like, I'm going to bed. Okay. Well, I'm staying up to do work, watch TV, you know, fill in whatever you do when your spouse goes to bed. And, and as we're working through, you know, one of our coaching sessions, all of a sudden the light bulb started to go off that he had missed this opportunity. He didn't think it was a big deal because he had, you know, dubbed himself the night owl and living under that was content to just let his wife go. You've got to, you've got to have this conversation with your spouse. And another thing that I'm thinking here though, too, you can also even do a sleep audit. Now, this is something that mm. 
we, we've talked about time audits before because you're looking at your whole week, the whole 168 hours of your week, what you're doing, da 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 da. But this is specific for this one area of your life. Okay. Right? So for both of you, pull out your journal and just every night, starting from Sunday to Saturday, just pull it out. What time? Put me, my spouse. And, and what time am I going to bed? And what am I doing? Mm-hmm. My spouse. What time are they coming to bed? Y- you may not even know, right? Because you're falling asleep before they do and you have your spouse there who's going to do the same. And it's not to look at each other and point each other's fingers. It's for you guys to really have an understanding because let's put it this way. If you're the early person, if you go to bed early and say that's 9.05, you may say, hey, 9.05, red for 15 minutes. Boom, you don't see your spouse go to sleep. Your spouse is able to say, me, 11.30, up watching Sports Center or a movie, or I had some late night work I had to get done before tomorrow. My spouse, 9.05, read a, bu- read a book. When you come back together the following week, you're able to see that mm-hmm. and, and see how the different days ebb and flow. You may be going to bed earlier because it was a it was a tough day. You may be going to bed a little later than you expected because you're doing you know a small group night or whatever it may have been. But, but the two of you coming together gives you a better picture because I'll tell you, when I go to sleep, honestly, I don't know what time Elisa falls asleep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fall asleep and... I don't know if it's 15, 20, an hour after I do. Right. And you know, doing that time, I'm so glad you said that it's not a way to point fingers. It's just a way to gain understanding. That's it. Yeah. Right. Totally. Because we get into these patterns in our marriage and Tony and I do it. I see it with all my coaching clients. We just get into patterns and we, because they're a pattern, a routine, we're not even aware of them. Right. It's when we say, you know oh. what? I feel like there's a disconnect. Maybe... Maybe some of you listening to the show this week are saying, there's a disconnect in our marriage. I wonder if it has something to do with our sleep patterns. And and you start to have the conversation, but you're like, I don't know. We just kind of like go to sleep. No big deal. That's where doing something like the sleep audit will help you to go, okay, what are our patterns, right? What are we seeing? And and what do we need to make? Where do we need to make the changes? And and you got to start looking at different things. Like what's keeping you up? Mm-hmm. You know, did you have an espresso at eight thirty at night, nine o'clock at night? You know, did you did you eat late? Did whatever it may be, because that allows you to just be able to understand. Okay, I get it. I'm not winding down. One of the big things um, they talk about, and I've been reading on it, is just. Your, your blue screen time. Mm-hmm. You, you need to have time away from your phones and, and your computers and all that so you can start to settle down into a rhythm of going to sleep where we're on our screens all the time. That, that continues to um, heighten our ability to, to just be focused on something and, and not allow ourselves to go to sleep. For I'll, I'll even share this with some of you guys too, that there was a time when I was drinking way too much iced tea before bed. And so for myself, I kept having to go to the bathroom and it caused massive amounts of just disruption in my own life because I didn't, I didn't catch it. I didn't realize until my chiropractor said something about it, but you'd be surprised at how food and drinking can have an impact on you being able to just get to get to bed. That becomes a whole health and fitness deal, but you know, we're, we're just giving you some ideas that, yeah, it impacts your sleep, which then impacts your, your ability to be vulnerable at certain times and, and being able to be open and honest. It, it it really can cause this wicked cycle Mm -hmm. that you just are pointing your finger at your spouse. And yet it's just that you guys aren't connecting for this eight hours when you really could be. 
Absolutely. And, and when you start to look at that sleep auditor, when you're having the conversation, you're going to see patterns, right? And you're going to understand, are we going to bed together? Do, do, maybe we thought we were going to bed together, but most nights we're not. not. Or for those of you that aren't even sleeping in, your, in the same bedroom, that starts to become, you know, there's just an awareness piece to that, that you're like, what is the impact of us not sleeping in the same room? I've got a client, uh, a couple that I'm working with, he snores and she's an incredibly light sleeper. So like Monday th or not Monday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, he's waiting to get a sleep study and things like that. So, you know, that's one solution. We're going to talk about seeking out solutions in a minute, but in the interim, they've decided that, you know, Sunday through Friday when she needs to get up and be functioning for work, they are, you know, they're having cuddle time and then he is sleeping in a different room. Not ideal, but here's how they, ch they change this up so that it's not a perpetual thing. On Friday nights and Saturday nights, they're coming up with solutions on how he can sleep in the bedroom, right? So at least she can, you know, be a little bit more tolerant on those nights. And I know Tony snores from time to time. I, I'm not married to a snorer, but I have lots of snores in my family. So I totally understand that whole thing. Uh, but coming up with solutions so that they do connect, right? You've got to look and see what's going on. And then you've got to make a commitment to go to bed at the same time and in the same room. You've got to seek out solutions. Just like I said, if snoring is the problem, then we need to get a sleep study and understand what are the solutions to the snoring. Medical wise, we had one listener who had some medical issues. He got, what, what are those, those pillows? Like different wedges and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah, that he'd yeah. be able to, he'd be you able to be comfortable. Right. You can go on Amazon and look those up. But yeah, having had some medical issues how to look at these wedges to allow himself to be propped up in a way that would bring him back into mm -hmm. the bedroom, into the bed. Right. And so there are solutions to what may be happening, what may be happening in your bedroom. You just need to start thinking outside the box of how you're going to face the problem together. Right. And not get here. Here's the biggest thing that I see from both couples or both sides of it is that your ego gets so big is that when your spouse brings a solution to you, you knock them down before they can even say it. And so you have to have enough grace and enough of a loving spirit to listen to your spouse when they come to you with a solution that could honestly revolutionize your life. Mm -hmm. Too often we want to cut them off at the knees before they even get a word out and we haven't even tried something. And believe me, I had that this week with Elisa. She's been having some headaches and by the grace of God, she just listened. Sometimes she's just like, no, I'm okay. And I, and I was just like, hey, let's look at this. And gracefully, she said, you know what? You're right. And what a difference that makes when a spouse can just say, you know what? Let's just try it. You know, you don't know. It might not work, but heck, I'll get out. It's at least a step in the right direction. And you start figuring things out. I wish every single thing that Elisa and I have gone after the first time it works. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It's a learning process. Sometimes we learn forward. Sometimes we take a step back. And yet together we face these problems as a team instead of against each other. Mm -hmm. The goal with this show is that you guys are in bed together, right? That's the goal. So how are you going to do that? 
you know, and, and just some other possible solutions. So, you know, like when we talk about you guys going to bed together, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fall asleep the same time that your spouse does. I do not fall asleep the same time Tony does. I, because I need that decompression time, will stay up reading. But what did I have to do? He's like, honey, um, your light keeps me up at night, right? So I got a little nightlight that I just clip onto my book. Why? So that I can be there with him. We have our cuddle time, but I can still stay up reading, right? Or if you have to do work, be there present with your spouse while they're falling asleep and then get up and go do work after. If you're staying up to watch TV or play video games, you're probably better off just getting more sleep. I'm just, I'm just saying, right? If there's a medical reason that you're not able to sleep or that your spouse has asked you to sleep in another room, please don't let your ego be stronger than your marriage, right? Don't discount every possible solution because you've got so much ego and you don't want to go to a doctor because your marriage can't afford for your ego to be that strong. Plain and simple. You've got to get on the same team, finding a solution to build the connection in your marriage. And Tony said it fabulously earlier in the show when he's like, there's a third, a, a third of your day when the two of you have the opportunity to connect in bed. Why on earth would you squander that? You wouldn't. In any other relationship, if you got like a third more time with a person, you would jump at it. Jump at this. Find ways this week to either go to bed together or to get back in the same bedroom Mm -hmm. to improve that connection, to take your marriage to the next level. I mean, this whole year is about hashtag next level in your marriage. Going to bed together, guys, that's going to the next level. Yeah. So this week, we got a couple things on the docket for you. I, I think the big one is the sleep audit. Let's get, let's do it, you guys. Let's do it. Elise and I will do it as well. We'll, we'll write down in our journals and we're going to go through this with you guys. It's something that we're going to learn. For those of you who are, you do have some ailments, be it a physical ailment, um, just, it's just not working. This week is that week where you're going to start searching out some ideas, mm-hmm. right? Husband and wife, both. Like, we're going to share these. And so that way we can get in that bedroom together. For those of you who haven't been in the same bed for a while, maybe this is the week where you start coaching. You pick up, you know, it's time to pick up the phone. Get on it with Elisa. And so you guys can come up with the solution so you can be in that same bed again. So for that, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We love you guys. Our goal, our desire, our hope for you is that you are cuddling together that you are taking time together a third of your day to be with your spouse in a bed that is somewhere where more is going to happen when you guys cuddle up, if you get what I'm saying. So let's get there, you guys. Let's get to sleep together. Let's enjoy this time together. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we will catch you next week. Love you guys.